the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Quiet. Mics are hot. Don't want you to be on a hot mic talking about some place in this state. Don't want to be doing that. Okay. Tell you. Tell oh, you it, about we, that. We were, it was. It was. It was mild. Yeah, it was mild. I agree. <laughs> After some of the things that I have said, uh, said on this uh, in the studio at times. Okay. Uh, uh, we want to pass on our condolences to Jan Morgan's family. Her father's uh, last surviving brother passed away. That's why Jan's not here today. And uh, she wrote this to me. You know you're getting old when everyone you grew up with is dying. Live life to the fullest, Dave. And I took, I, I just wrote back to her. I said, you got to take every day as a gift. Because you don't know if you got tomorrow. You don't even know if you got the next couple of minutes mm-hmm. that's going to come in. It could all end in, yep. in a literally a heartbeat. Well, so Artie Hopper is here. Iverson Jackson's not here today. He is up in Heber Springs. And uh, I don't know if he's leading another Trump boat parade or something. I don't think so, but he's up in Heber <laughs> Springs. And uh, Paul Calvert is here today. It's good to see you guys. I was just talking... Uh, uh, to Paul, and I asked him, are you guys ready for Thanksgiving? He said, we already had it. Yeah, we did our Saturday. We had a had a few people out of the house there. And, yeah. And um, I think it was good. I did mean, you eat more than you should have? I did pretty good, actually. I, I, did, I, I probably ate a little more than I needed to, but I didn't I didn't just totally gorge myself. Did you eat pumpkin pie? Did you eat some pumpkin no, pie? No, I didn't. I, had, I think about the only dessert I had was some... That's on American I had brother. A couple, I had a couple um, chocolate dishes. Chocolate dishes. My sister made some that had a. I'm not sure what all was in it, but it had a bunch of chocolate in it and some marshmallows. You trusted it. her, is what and you're it, saying. Well, actually, helped her, helped her, helped her make it. Oh, no, really? But um, so that's what she's and, putting um, in. It, yeah, that's what it is. She's tasting <laughs> it. As you know, on. I don't think there was a pumpkin pie there. I don't think we had a pumpkin wow. pie. Wow. I gotta have at least one yeah, slice. Usually, of usually and I, pie. I like pumpkin pie. Yeah, um, I don't think there was a pumpkin pie there this year. There was, I think, somebody made sweet potato casserole, and I like that. Oh heck yeah! And um, did it have marshmallows on it? No, it didn't. I don't think so. I think it had the like the crunchy nut stuff on top of it. Man, you're. And, um, your family's really breaking from tradition. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have marshmallows on top of the sweet potatoes. So, that's when. when when my family makes it, like my one of my sisters or mother makes that, 
we're not just real big sweet people like sweets stuff and so the well people listen to you talk and they know that there's not much sweet about it. <laughs> and um and so i guess maybe that maybe i don't know if maybe the the recipes they found didn't have marshmallows or maybe they just cut them out or whatever it was yeah but, i mean i like it I, i'd eat the stuff without the crust on top of it anyway the, the sweet stuff but um, the only thing that i don't like crust of mm-hmm. Now, this is really weird. I don't like pie crust. Oh, really? Oh, man, that's my favorite part of the pie. <laughs> I just eat I just eat the filling. Oh. I mean, they could make, like, little cups of pumpkin pie filling that they just, cooked, and I, that, that would be scoop, perfect be like for me. Pudding. Yeah. Like was, pumpkin pie yeah. pudding. Yeah, the homemade crust is my favorite part. Really? Yeah. Well, maybe One that's my, the key. You know, as the years went on, I got away from... Because I do most of the bacon around mm. the house. I did all bacon all weekend long. Heidi is sitting over in her studio today with a personal Dave Ellswick fruitcake that I made oh, for her. Oh, that's all right. where that came from. I saw that sitting yeah, there. Yeah, I made that for her. Oh, wow. That's my happy Thanksgiving uh, present to her and her family, so I hope they enjoy it. But uh, I made I made three fruitcakes over the weekend, and I made about... Five dozen chocolate chip cookies. That sounds good. You can't go wrong with chocolate. I'm making chocolate more chip chocolate cookies. chip cookies today. That's sixty cookies, Dave. Hey, that's I, enough for I, at least five people. I've got five. <laughs> I've got. I got five grandkids coming over <laughs> yeah, this that, week. Um, they're gonna. They'll make short work of that. That will be like a play of locusts in the Middle <laughs> East. I'm just telling you, they'll come in and, and wipe that out in no time. And I think I'm going to make a. Um, uh, a custard pie because I love custard. Yeah, I pie. love custard pies mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite Thanksgiving memories is uh, one of the last times my grandfather L D Hopper was his name. L D. L D. Did everybody yeah. go by first initials in your well, family? Every other generation got They're, the initials of the father. Okay, it's kind of a tradition. So mm-hmm. L D was was then my dad's name was Roger David. So he skipped the oldest son. It's the eldest son got the initials of the father. Oh, that's so, cool. So uh, I'm the oldest son, so I got my dad's initials, and that's the only name I have. It's that's kind of cool, isn't it? Yeah, so I you, thought it was cool. So you don't, you don't have those, those RD don't, don't actually It doesn't, yeah. That's all I've got. That, that stands for I've had to, Yeah, I've had to, the whole <laughs> life, I said, well, we have to have your real name. And I said, I well, I can make it. one up, but you've already got it. And, was, and several people have made some up for uh, me Roger along the way. <laughs> well, I, yeah. was, I was watching uh, Family Feud. Uh, I, I do a lot of game show watching. And uh, they had a family from Africa on there. They had migrated to the United States. Mm-hmm. And the se- second player was the second son. And he had his father's name because according to tradition – for the not just this family, but for the the males in this country, mm-hmm. the second son gets the father's name. Now I thought huh. that was interesting that it wouldn't be the never heard the, the, first. the oldest son. Right? How can you be sure there's going to be a second one? Huh? I guess not. Yeah. I guess that's considered. You know, <laughs> get to work and you'll have your name passed down in the lineage somehow. Well, but anyway, yeah. yeah, he had his his dad's name. His dad was in the in the audience. It was mm-hmm. kind of cool. It, uh, yeah. it's, it's interesting how that works with names. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, whenever my grandfather was over at the house that day, we had the big Thanksgiving meal. My my wife had made a spread with all the pies and everything. Mm-hmm. And he got a piece of pumpkin pie on a plate, and I got a big scoop, a big scooper, and scooped it and put it on there, and almost covered it up. And he looked at me. My grandfather looked at me and said, 
uh, it was whipped cream. He said, uh, another scoop won't hurt it any. <laughs> it was already just about buried it. So then I went and put another scoop on it. You couldn't even see the pie when it got okay, there. So th- th- here's, a, here's a great question for all of us today. And I'll leave the phone lines open, and you can call in if you want. Uh, 823-0965. 823-0965. Do you use the... Miracle Whip stuff that's in the tub. in the tub, or do you use the one that you squirt on your pie? We use the one that you squirt on the pie. Now I do have a tub, but that's for dipping apples and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Just you know, put in. in cause and, the, and the other my wife is, always made it. Oh well, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, whip it yeah. up yourself. And the other question is, if you use the stuff out of the tub, do you use it frozen, where it's like ice cream, or do you actually let it Let like, it thaw. I always let it thaw. Let it thaw. Last, last thing I want is, and it irritates me when I forget it. Have to fight it. And I take it out, and it doesn't have time to thaw out, and people just put this big frozen lump on <laughs> you have to, You have to be careful with a can. That's another memory. My grandfather's was sitting at the table, and they give my... My bro, my little brother, the whipped cream, and my grandfather. The first thing he says was, "Hold it straight up and down." Oh, well, he no. hits the nozzle and sprays my grandfather <laughs> with it. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, got, yeah, got aggravated just a little bit over that. Down. It has some. It has some range. Up yeah, that, down, it does have down, some range. It means up is down. Okay, yeah, keep that in mind. So, Heidi, which one do they do you guys use at your table? Do you use the tub, or do you use you know the the can? Or do you whip it up yourself? We, I don't think we've ever used the can. I think we've always been like the Cool Whip tubs, you know, that way you can just get like a big old dollop and then just plop it on your pie just immediately. Whichever, I don't know what company it is that does the whipped cream in the can. Have you seen their new ad that says, do you want real whipped cream or do you want chemicals in a tub? (laughs) Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, sounds like the, a marketing now plan I to me. Yeah, I hadn't looked at it, the whip, but I will the next time that I pick the, up a tub. The, I want to see what they make that stuff I, out I of. I think the stuff in the tub isn't even milk-based, isn't it? Is it? You can, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe. You know, I bet we can look it up right here. Might be yeah. depending on if it's low-fat or it's the good mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, look at, look, at, uh, <laughs> look at the ingredients and see what the first yeah, ingredient if is if it says oil. <laughs> it could i'm just telling you it might you never know it might be all right so see. 8230965 that's the number it's at your family do you use the tub or do you use the can or are you old school do you whip it up yourself you put the heavy whipping cream in the bowl and get the mixer out and and take to it you mm-hmm. know and let's do see it. here here's some ingredients uh, for cool whip I real think. quick water You're... corn syrup high fructose corn syrup hydrogenated vegetable oil coconut palm kernel skim milk is on down on down the list a little ways from the, from I'm the top just telling you a lot of a so lot oil's of oil's uh, not a chemical though yeah it's not a chemical it that the like that ingredient list not a single chemical there. We, we can actually pronounce most of these here so that's that's somewhat there's not benzidine b I'm just kidding. I'm just making <laughs> Zan- that up. Xanthum and gargums, yeah, modified gums. food starch, polysorbate thick. 60, sorbate, monosterate. Um, okay, now, while we take our break, I want you to go find the can and find the ingredients for the can. Oh, it'll, it'll just know. be... Um, we'll come back and talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We've we got to take a break. I'm being told, take a break. So it's 17 minutes after 6. <laughs> the only person gets away... To, Wait, telling me to 
shut up is Heidi. <laughs> Up break on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. Okay. I'm going to talk to you about this in just a moment. I want to ask Paul, did you get the I ingredients did. on the can? I, I did for the can, the spray can yeah. stuff. It's So the first his ingredients are cream, water, sugar, corn syrup, nonfat milk. And um, so then the, then the... Okay. So they got... More, they got cream. They got actual cream in there, yeah. So it's, I, th- I think the stuff in the can is actually more basic, the the real thing. Yeah. As far as, and then and then the, the stuff that makes it um, fluffy and, and squirt out of the can is nitrous oxide. Okay, yeah. Have you? My brother found out it used to not be noxious oxide. They used mm-hmm. some other gas. Some other propellant it, of some it, sort. It, it, <laughs> a different kind of propellant. My, and, and maybe you remember doing this as a kid, sticking the nozzle in your mouth. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah. you know, going at it. Well, Don ate a whole can, mm. and to this day, he won't touch the stuff. He won't touch. <laughs> he won't touch whipped cream. It made him <laughs> sick, and it wasn't the, the whipped cream. It it was the, the gas oxide, huh. or it, it was the, pre, the stuff they used to use in it. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it made him ill. Yeah, the nitrous oxide is what they give you at the dentist's office. I used to enjoy burning trash when I was a kid and throw that stuff in the Boom! trash can, get behind a tree. <laughs> yeah, get, get a big bang, wouldn't that you? Final net hairspray, it would be like a pretty final good sized bomb. <laughs> final net. I hadn't heard that name in a long time. Well, That's the stuff it, that if you sprayed your hair within about three minutes, and probably still, even shorter than that, it was like having a solid helmet on your Yeah, back your in the 60s and 70s. <laughs> yeah. Everybody had big hair. The big they hair. freeze it. The Texas hair. That's what they called it. <laughs> they, they're the ones that started all that for the women. So. Yeah. You know, the beehive and all of that. Did that stop when uh, the first lady, uh, you know, Kennedy's wife, Jackie, she didn't have the big hair? Was was she the one that... I got, don't know. I think it, it stopped around oh, probably I, 75 I or 76. I think it's probably I in the, some of the big hair. In the, that was in uh, the later 70s. I remember I I've know. got pictures of family, you know, in the early 70s and, you know, They've got the huge big hair. Yeah, I, 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 my wife doesn't have long hair anymore. She cut it short so she can jump in the morning, take a shower, and just kind of shake it out and let it dry. You know, puts a little product, and she, you know, they don't call it hairspray or anything now. They call it, they put product. product in their hair. Product. So they put. She put some stuff in her hair. Uh, don't tell anybody, but. I used to use it when I was much younger and I had a flat top and you wanted to have it stand up in the mm-hmm. front and they used that stick. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of the stuff that they use in their hair now mm-hmm. and get it, it gets a gop on their, their fingers and run it, run it through their, their hair, mm-hmm. you know, so just so, just so you ladies know, that's been around for a while, you know, as far yeah. as that. That reminds me of Fonzie. You just look at the mirror and go, hey. Yeah. Can't improve on that. But he had like a half a tube, he had like a half a tube of via, uh, what was it uh, Vitalis in his hair? Remember Vitalis? That the green bottle and the blue bottle. I don't remember what the bottles yeah. were. That yeah. you'd be in a barber shop and have the different cover, color bottles in the shelf, and you get it was the same whichever stuff, one, yeah. just different colors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they put it in your hair, and and I mean, some people put so much in their hair. That they had a dipstick on the side of their head, <laughs> so they knew how much how much grease they uh, had in the hair. And, you, you, you know, go to the go to the auto shop and have your oil ch- greaser something. Yeah, that's changed. where it came from. Greasers taking hmm. comb their hair. You know, like I'm going to give it to you. Here you go. Here you go. Ready? 
they would do this on the side, you know. So and, did it and get, then snap their wrist to get the oil off, off their comb. Off their comb. Oh, wow. Back in the day, Heidi, that's the way it was. You didn't walk too close to a flame. <laughs> you do a Michael Jackson early. Mm. You did that. Okay, now you're talking that you've decorated your house all the weekend. Yeah, yeah. My wife helped and had the, had the house decorated. I, it was my job to uh, help pick everything up and put it back in boxes and haul the boxes to storage. Okay, and, and so I was I was the moving guy. Okay, so you don't have it up in the attic; you have it in a storage. Well, we unit. had it in the attic, but we've that's upstairs. So we've hauled it up and down the stairs so much. We have a storage unit. We decided this year. We take it to storage instead of having it piled up in the attic. That makes sense. Plus, we have a college student that comes home and comes and goes, and we have to put his stuff in the attic. So, uh, <laughs> so I went and picked all his stuff up yesterday mm-hmm. and got him moved out of the uh, University of Memphis. Okay, now Heidi, her family still goes and gets a real tree to put up. When do you do? When That's do you cool. go out and find your tree? Do, do you go like right after Thanksgiving or what, Heidi? Yeah, we make it a, a tradition every year in our family. Uh, the day after Thanksgiving, we all go down to Motley's Christmas Tree Farm in Southwest Little Rock. We're going to get them on the place air. to get a Christmas tree. Um, and we find the Christmas tree and we tag it. We don't get the tree immediately because you don't want the tree to like wither up yeah. and like potentially catch fire while you're opening presents on Christmas Day. Right. You don't want any of that. Um, so we tag the tree day after Thanksgiving and then about a couple of weeks later, so probably like December 10th or something, that's when we bring the Christmas tree in and then that's when we decorate it. And so we enjoy the Christmas tree until like New Year's. Does a, does a Charlie Brown theme play in the background as you bring the Christmas yeah. tree in? <laughs> <laughs> we we put, on the, put on all the Christmas music. We love Mannheim Steamroller. Oh, that's yeah. That's the big one. They're great. Family. They're, they're fantastic. They're really, they've been to Little Rock a couple of times. They're fantastic in uh, in concert. A lot of people forget about them because they go see, what what's that other group that used to come Trans-Siberian in? Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Yeah, they haven't been in in the last couple of years. And, uh, of course, I think that the problem they ran into is they, they weren't doing new stuff. Mm. They would do the same show that uh, over for about three years and then they would change it up and why would you go back the next year if you knew you're going to see the exact same show from the year before i i when trans-siberian came in i took my wife a couple of times took some friends a couple of times uh because i thought it was christmas with pink floyd that's kind of how it was with the with the light show that they've mm-hmm. got it's really really incredible absolutely a lot, some people don't like it because they play loud really loud just so you know louder than even your next door neighbor that has the light show that goes off so every need, 15 minutes next to you you know so you need <laughs> you need earplugs if you go yeah you well that might not be a bad idea if you're up close to the stage i'm well, just telling I you went, i went to a they're loud i went to a men's event oh two three four years ago and um it was kind of a religious theme thing and they were playing music there yeah it was so incredibly loud, you couldn't hardly talk to the person next to you. Yeah. And this was a, a big room, too. I mean, there might have been a thousand people there. And um, it was insane. I have to wonder if we can still hear what me, grow, myself <laughs> growing up. I mean, 
my best friend, we had a pair of Bose 901 speakers uh-huh. in a small room with Crank about a 1,000 watts. And <laughs> it would be unusual on a Saturday morning for the police to show up and say, hey, you know, the neighbors are saying you need to turn your music down. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> their, their, their glasses are red. Saturday. <laughs> Saturday. My, uh, my wife went over to see my daughter. She lives over in the Gravel Ridge area. Is it even Gravel Ridge anymore, or is it just Sherwood? No, it's Gravel. There's still gravel, gravel Ridge. Ridge. Okay, so uh, they were over there. And while she was gone, I turned. I I was baking chocolate chip cookies. So for a lot, 11 minutes, every time I slid in a pan, I'd sit down and watch a little TV. And I, I wasn't watching some football at the time. I am very superstitious. I'll tell you about that some other day. But anyway... Uh, I turned around and uh, came across on Netflix a Metallica concert. And I've got a Bose sound system for my TV, and I had it cranked up. You could, <laughs> you could hear my – I, I went out and checked it. You could hear my uh, my sound system out on the street, <laughs> which is pretty far away from my house. Yeah. All right. Got to get a break in. Let's get you up on the news. Let's do that right now. Hey, don't forget, they've got this study going on. Uh, it's a clinical research study. In fact, it's uh, AstraZeneca that's running. Uh, that it's their vaccine. And uh, the folks over uh, uh, here in, in Little Rock are running the study for the COVID-19 vaccine. They're enrolling people still. They need your help to research uh, this investigative uh, vaccine for COVID-19 just by participating in this clinical trial, as long as you are in good or stable health, you probably are going to be able to qualify to take part in this. Uh, they're going to pay for all of the, the medicines and everything. You don't have to have any insurance, nothing. Uh, you just you may get the vaccine. You may get the placebo. You won't know. It's a double blind. What that means is the person getting the vaccine doesn't know what it is. And the person administering the vaccine doesn't know what it is so that nobody knows what's going on. So you can't can't mess around with the results. If you're interested in learning how you can be involved in this, call 501-954-7822. Let me give the number to you one more time. 501-954-7822. And uh, you can do it online as well at C, the letter C, the number 19 and then vaccine study.com. So uh, keep that uh, in mind. They really need people to get involved in this. I think they said they wanted to do at least was, do you remember the guy was on, I think he said 3000 total. They, they want 1500 right now. So they're going to do 3000, but they're, they're doing tens of thousands of people all over the world at this time. And at this time, it's like 75% effective of stopping the virus nine ninety what did i say 75 95 percent pardon me i was just thinking of i heard that, one of them was 95 i didn't know which yeah, that, one it was the british one i just heard right okay let's go to sit, talk to becky for a few moments she's in louisiana becky how are you hey doing good this must be open lines monday yeah mm-hmm. you can call on in <laughs> Listen, it's ready whip. That's the one we like. Okay, that's I like the, the ready a, whip in the can. It's in the can. Now, do you get the regular ready ready whip, or do you get the extra creamy? <laughs> Either or. Yeah, because the ready whip, the original, is in a red can. 
The blue, yeah. the blue yeah. can is the extra creamy. Hmm. <laughs> and I wonder what the difference used to is. Walk up, Dave, we used to walk up the hill, little bitty kid. Yeah. And the Christmas tree farm was up there. Smelled so good, they oh, raised yeah. spruce trees. But now the important question. Yes. Tell us about your custard pie. What's your recipe? I don't. I I would have to bring it from home and read it to you because I I don't have you, you I don't grate, have that you grate your nutmeg yes oh good you make a real one then yeah you, cool you get a little nutmeg and you you grate it I've got a thing that looks like a file is basically what it looks like <laughs> and I I do that over top of the of the pie just before before uh-huh. it's served oh I like it in the pie. Oh, you like Ooh. it? No, I put it on top of the pie. I love nutmeg. Yeah, I like this. I like the taste of nutmeg. I love. Oh, yeah. Hey, I love Christmas food. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I really I'm do. German family, so I love all that stuff, even pepper noose and all that yeah. good stuff. Well, my family I'm challenge. From, yeah, from my mother's side, it was German. From my father's side, it was English. We were always at war with each other. But, <laughs> But the, bo- but the bottom line, I, and I just made one for Heidi, my producer. I made her a fruitcake. And yeah. I, I don't share that that uh, recipe because that is a family recipe that we're not supposed to share. Mm-hmm. Is it rum? Uh, no. we No alcohol. Oh. No alcohol in it. it. And, in fact, you know how a lot of people make fruitcakes and they're kind of gummy? Yeah. Not mine. Uh-uh. They don't come out that way. It's not that way. It's just yeah, like... But go ahead. Is it moist? Yes. That's a good thing. No, it's That's really good. Thing. It's good. It's not a doorstop. It is a cake. <laughs> <laughs> With real figs and real dates it's and real, real cherries. Yep. I, I cut up yeah. the way you start the cake, and I'll just give this much away. You cut up, <laughs> you, you dice up the uh, the dates, and you, and you get a cup's worth. You put some uh, baking soda on it, and then you pour a boiling cup of hot water over those dates and let them sit until the very end, and then you pour it into the batter. Oh, wow. That's good. Because it doesn't have very much liquid in it. The only liquid you get is the... the, the fruit and peel, the old yeah, the old English fruit and peel. It's got a little bit of that sugary uh, stuff oh, with yeah. it, and then one oh, yeah. and one egg. That is all. Okay. One <laughs> one egg. Uh, one chicken well, gave up its life for my fruitcake. <laughs> <laughs> That's some good hints. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> all right, we'll talk bye to bye. you later, Becky. Bye bye now. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I I love fruitcake. I mean, some people don't don't like it, but I don't think they they've never had my fruitcake. I, I tell I you just, that much. The only fruitcake I've ever liked is Jennifer's mom had a had a family recipe, and it was like eating real cake. Yeah. It wasn't a, the rubbery kind like no. you buy in the store. <laughs> no, that's so it was actually, it was actually like a real cake. So just it was for good. you, sir, before Christmas, I will make you a fruitcake. All right, sounds take good. It to your house sounds take great. It to your house. I I went out and I usually buy the little tiny loaf aluminum pans and i make little fruit cakes and i give them as gifts mm-hmm. and i can't find the little pans the ones over at uh, walmart are like four of the little pans so count yourself lucky heidi <laughs> you got a bigger fruit cake than they <laughs> normally uh, get at this time 
But you can slice that up real nicely. People love it. There's a funny joke that I really like from uh, Jim Gaffigan. He talks about generic fruitcakes. And he basically like, what's in this fruitcake? Anything but fruit? And he's like, I take a bite out of it. And he's like, "Mm, is that a Skittle? Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's like uh, it's basically uh, just like a Christmas chef like took like all like the various like Christmas other stuff and is like, hey, I'll just put all this crap in the dough. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> that's the ones that don't buy it off the Internet. Oh, no. Go find yourself a good recipe and make yeah. a fruitcake. You'll be amazed at how much make one better with your it mama. Tastes. Make one with your grandma. It tastes do, good. Do people buy fruitcake off the internet? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. It's a very popular thing. There, there's, oh, wow. I, I forget what the name of the company is in Texas, and there's one in Georgia, and they are like the kings of fruitcake. That's all they make. It's fruitcake. Wow. Tons of fruitcake. All right, Tim's in Saline County. Hey, Tim, how are you? How you doing, Dave? I'm good, brother. Many, many years ago, I came on your show, and you were, yeah, uh, I got invited to taste a fruitcake, and it was yours, and it was the only fruitcake I've ever liked in my whole life. I t- and <laughs> that, was, that was my selling point. Confirmation. I had what was a three, <laughs> exactly I got three people to come in. I said, if you don't like fruitcake, you come in, and, and I bet you you walk out of my studio liking fruitcake. And everybody many, did. Many, many, many years ago. Yeah, that was and a long time ago. Don't forget about the British version of Utopia. Yeah, I want to go. So I'll, I'll watch that because I just finished up Utopia on Netflix, and I thought it was pretty good. But man, what a dark, dark, uh, dark! The English English version has got two seasons. Oh, really? Yeah, it does. All right, have a good day. All right, we'll talk to you later, Tim. Yeah, I have to see that because I'm waiting for the new season now to start on on Netflix. All right, let's get a break here. When we come back, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here and talk to uh, uh, to RG about his son. He's come back. Is it just for the holiday now? So well, he's going to do the next semester from home because there's, well, there's no sense. Yeah, why go it back? Online, right? Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about that. And is it going to cost? Well, we'll talk about it. There's a lot of interesting questions about this. Well, let's do college over the internet, but you're not getting a price break. All right, it's Dave Ellswick show. RD is here as well as Paul Calvert. Paul Calvert did all of our investigative journalism to find out what's the difference between Cool Whip and Ready Whip. <laughs> and uh, we found out pretty, that the number one ingredient in Ready Whip is cream. Pretty pretty, hard, right, pretty so hardcore good. gumshoe work. Huh? All right. Yeah, it was. Pretty good. You were running around acting we like talked your about beard was off how many, how many different kinds of fruitcakes there are in this room. <laughs> <laughs> it's a quarter till seven here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, let me tell you something about It's a Wonderful Life. 7 o'clock, and now a secondary time, 710, another another theater. We filled one theater. We're now working on a second theater. Uh, get your tickets now. I mean, look, we're not even at Thanksgiving, and people are buying these the tickets up left and right. Plus, there's not as many tickets in each theater because of the social distancing. The double spacing. But, uh, you know, as normal, I think it's, uh, you know, what Matt does is he just keeps opening up some other theaters for a, a movie who's been there for four or five weeks, and they don't show it during one of their showings, so you can see It's a Wonderful Life. I think the the biggest sell we ever had was about three years ago, and we had eight theaters full Oh, wow. What, what movie was that? It's, it was this movie. It's a Wonderful okay, well. Life, yeah. It went, uh, 
Men and women both love it. Oh, yeah, that's a real popular movie. Either this one or Miracle on 34th Street. Now, I'm not talking about the colorized version with Sir Richard Attenborough. I'm I'm talking about the black and white one with Natalie Wood as the little girl and Maureen O'Sullivan. People love that movie. Yeah, I do, too. Another one. I like the politics in it where he's got a – uh, advisor and he's in the, yeah, the, the judge. judge the judge has the <laughs> and the guy that plays his advisor is the guy from uh from Lu- lucille ball show yeah. the, the fred next fred, door yeah. yeah he's a good actor but he's giving him legal advice he's saying well, he's sitting in the courtroom and, and the judge has got a rule and he looks at him and the guy's either giving him shaking his head up and down or giving him don't do it don't go there all right that is so agree. true on how it really works though i agree i agree <laughs> That's a great movie. Okay, so let's talk. I've got a few moments left here in this hour. And we're we're kind of hitting. I got things, important things, okay? Although I think this is important stuff, too. Holidays are important and, and what we're going to talk about right now. Your son goes uh, to school over at Memphis. Yes, University of Memphis. Okay. He's got a pretty good football team over there. Yeah. Has he gone to any of the games? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. He hasn't said anything about it. Well, with all the social stuff going on, I don't. I, I doubt it. It's only about. I think that you know. It's like you can only have like a third of the Capacity. stadium full. Memphis you know? is 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 pretty well a, a lockdown socialist state right now. Uh, today they had a new ordinance going to Memphis that you have to wear a mask in between bites and drinks at that's a restaurant. Shelby County too. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Shelby County. Yeah, that's Memphis. That's Memphis. Yeah, that's okay. Memphis. Yeah, I didn't so, know what yeah. county they were in, but yeah, they're doing like they did out in L.A. You <laughs> take, you got to wear your mask the whole time that you're in the restaurant. You pull it up, <laughs> take a bite, and put it back down over while you're chewing. Wow. And that's just crazy. It's nuts. Yeah, it's, it really is. It's crazy. like in Japan. At what point does life worth living? Yeah, because you said in Japan in October, more people rate. died from suicide than from COVID. Right in ten months, so more people committed suicide in October than had died of COVID in ten months. So oh, they, in ten months. In ten I, months. I, I so it's a one to ten ratio. One to ten ratio. So they're being successful on curbing the COVID. Mm-hmm. They're just losing ten times more people to suicide. So at what point, you know, right. uh, are, are you are you being successful? So that's, that, that kill is, the economy. That's the old st- saying that the cure is worse mm-hmm. than the disease. That's, well, a, well, that's what, a good one. So what if exactly. you lose? So if you did nothing and you lost half of one percent of the population. But you do something to try to stop it, and you basically take out 2% of a person's life or 1% of a person's life because you shut down the economy, shut down the, the Well, for every world. person dying of COVID, you got nine people dying of uh, committing suicide. Yeah, that's insane. So uh, that's, that's government That's government control at its best. But, people that now think really that it's the government, in, yeah, in they're, Japan. yeah, they're locked down, so... Uh, so anyway, it's it's something to keep. But we're going to talk about your that freedom next hour. I'm going to, some New York business owners. That's pretty. Have decided they're done with it. They took a stand against uh, Como's COVID lockdown, and they here's what one of them said: Take your commie beep somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> and kind of kind of what the University of Memphis is. So what are did, they doing? It did. Uh, they led everyone at the first year to believe that you know this is probably going to get much better here in a month or two. Everybody, go ahead and buy your dorms for a year and sign up for a year meal plan. And 
we're going to start out doing it virtual, but we'll go to classrooms when things lighten up a little bit. Yeah, so they've got kids there from all over the United States of America. They're all sitting in their dorm rooms and uh, doing their classes online. And the, the whole semester, they they didn't have any classes. So uh, people's sitting there in a room all by themselves. Paying the extra yeah, for the pay, dorm class. Paying for the rooms room and, the, and then going down to the cafeteria to for the eat the expensive. food that they've already bought. Yeah. But – during the break, I think most of them, I was there yesterday, it looked like that most of the students were all going to go back home and just... Uh, well, can you blame them? Yeah, really. So they spent all that money to, to transfer, to come in and buy a room and buy the meal plan. So it looks like they're going to get their room money back for the second half of the year, but it doesn't well, look like they're going to get... they're going to give their money back to for them, the least. Yeah, for the second half of the year, but it looks like they're not going to get their meal plan money back. That's been a big deal uh, all over the United States where they've been doing uh, the shutdowns is these universities charging the same amount of money mm. right. and the kids aren't going to class or anything like that oh, and they're yeah. wanting their money back and the university said, ah, no, I don't think so. It, so they're being sued now about that. Uh, well, well, a lot of them's grades are, are really suffering. Some kids don't learn online like they do in the classroom right. with a real teacher. So uh, a lot of the kids... Uh, education are failing there might be a lot of people drop out of college you don't get a degree because of this and they'll still end up with student loans yeah <laughs> so uh yeah, yeah plenty of student loans i'm sure so once again i think the 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 medicine's worse than the, the yeah, disease the, yeah the cure is worse than the disease it's there's probably no doubt about that is your uh, son enjoying college well he was until it locked down <laughs> yeah he was enjoying college he was on the he was on the dean's list and and well, doing great him. until uh till covid hit and uh, uh he's passing but he's coming home for the next half semester so uh i think a lot of kids are talking about trade schools and stuff now what's he uh, what's he studying uh, he's he wants to be a psychiatrist. He got very involved with suicide prevention well, uh, in the Cabot High School and when he was thing, at Cabot. Yeah. And uh, so uh, what he would like to do is get a master's degree in psychology and then join the Air Force and work with uh, veterans. Oh, very good. Very good. And again, work with people. So we're going to try to get him. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to try to keep him motivated and not let this little setback. Yeah. Just keep him. Stop him from. Doing what he keep wants your to eye do. on the prize. That's right. You got to keep your eye on the brass ring, as we used to say. You want to mm-hmm. make sure you get the brass ring. If you don't know what that's about, Google merry-go-round and uh, read what the brass ring was, and you can find out what that was all about. But anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's good. I mean, I remember he was up uh, for maybe getting a shot at going to the academy, one of the academies, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he applied for the the naval academy and uh he wanted to go in annapolis annapolis yeah so he applied for annapolis and didn't make it so uh, this way if he gets his education he can do what he wants to do if you go to some of those annapolises and stuff like that they send you where they want you to go when you get out you better believe so this you're going to go wherever they tell you for six years at least (laughs) that's exactly right they spent maybe nearly half a million dollars on it so exactly right you if they spend the money you're going to do what they tell you to do so at least this way he's assured of being able to do what what he wants to do he wants to do that's good all right i have a friend that that went to um west point i think wow and um I, i think it was 
No, wait a minute. It may have been the Air Force Academy, but the the Colorado Springs. That it went, when the kid graduated, they 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 told how much the education was worth, and it was over three hundred thousand yeah. dollars back then. That's probably been ten or twelve years ago or more. All That's right. A, well, let's take a break. We come back. New York business owners are telling Kumo where to put his shutdown. I'll tell you about it, and we'll talk about it because something to talk about. Black uh, Lives Matters founders demand that Joe Biden support a roadmap to abolish police and prisons. We'll talk about that. And Ooh. Trump's legal team has said Sidney Powell is not part of their legal team. And I've questioned some of the things she's been saying. Not a part. Let's see. Yeah, not a part. Mm-hmm. Does not work. Rudy Giuliani said, Ixnay on the uh, Powell thing. You know, it doesn't work that way. All right, we'll come back. We'll talk more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. the 7 o'clock hour, Dave Ellswick Show. We talked a little bit of holiday stuff, and uh, we'll move from that. There's some serious things to talk about. Plus, I, I can tell you right now, I would get a phone call from uh, Robert Steinbach after the show if I asked him to get up early to join my show to talk about what do you use at Thanksgiving, the tub of... Uh, Cool Whip, or do you use a can of Ready, ready Whip? Well, we talk about fruitcakes all the time year-round. Yeah, that was a different kind of fruitcakes. But it, it does belabor the point. we got to ask Robert, so which one do you use, Robert, when you have a, a piece of pumpkin pie? Do you put Cool Whip on it, or do you use the can of Ready Whip? Well, for you amateurs, here's what you really do. You see, you take the pie, you put the Cool Whip on, and then you finish it off with the uh, spray whip. <laughs> All right, a layer of each. Right, you, you, I'm with you. You put, you put it, and if you're really into it, you whip up some in a bowl using real heavy whipping cream and put that on at the top, right? Well, Dave, when I was at your house last Thanksgiving, unfortunately, I won't be joining joining you this year uh, due to my uh, COVID fear. I already tried to shame him into it. He did with with no success. I know. You know, of course, we have uh, throughout the country, but I think it's more prevalent in the South, the the turducken. Yes. You know, Mm. where you you jam a a duck and a chicken and a turkey and deep fry the whole thing. Yeah. Well, at Dave's house, we do that with pie, right? You start out with a base of apple, then you top it with the pumpkin. Yep. On top of that, you put the pecan, and then you put all your layers of whipped cream. Oh, wow. That's the way to have a Thanksgiving. That's, all okay, right, now, I'm with you. With what you just said, let me correct you one more time. Indeed. It, it is a pecan is what you use at the hospital. <laughs> A pecan is what you put in, in a pie. 
Well, you know, some of my uh, Northeast uh, attributes will never go away. Uh, yeah. uh, and that's one of them. Tomato, I, and tomato. It's, ter- it's terrible on the cooking cha- channel because they always say pecan pie. And I go, oh, wow. stop. You know, I, I, hey, you I know, think it's I a- used to have an aunt. I think she, I think she she was from the south. I think she would call it pecan. She, hey, pecan, that's a Cairo nut, Cairo nut pie. Yeah, uh, because you know during the depression they didn't have a lot of sugar, so they would K-Roll make that. Sugar. They you would still make use a, a bottle of Cairo right, sugar. Right, so you'd it. so you'd make a pecan pie out of the out of the the syrup. Cairo nut, Cairo syrup. Worst pie. For a diabetic to eat. Yeah, I'm just so. telling you. I thought they still make it out of the Cairo syrup. Yeah, yeah they right. do. So that's what my grandmother called it, a Cairo nut pie. Hmm. I mean, <laughs> you put at least at least a cup and a half of Cairo syrup. Yeah. I mean, that's what makes it and good. And then you put a cup of regular sugar in it. Yeah. Double I mean, it's serious stuff. I mean, that's serious uh-huh. sugar. I made my fruit cake at the house with Splenda this year. I oh, replaced really? the sugar with Splenda. and How'd it come out? And not bad. It tastes, oh, it tastes good. That's great. That's the thing that Splenda says. You can cook with it just like you do with regular sugar. Yeah, some of the other sub- oh, sugar have, substitutes, I, they lose their sweetness. I made some last night. I made, a, um, I made cinnamon rolls uh, using uh, the Splenda yep. cooking sugar uh, yesterday. Then I used some sugar also. Yep. It came out very good. Yeah, it comes out good. It does. All right, enough about food. Yep. I want to move into this article. Did you see what happened in Buffalo, New York? In Buffalo, New York, on Friday, a group of about 50 business owners and their supporters faced off against two sheriffs and a health inspector at their meeting. The owner of, uh, of the gym where they were meeting at called it, quote, a protest of the state's orange zone regulations that have closed gyms, salons, and other businesses deemed non-essential. Quote, no one was cited, no arrests were made, according to two people who attended, but video of the incident, which I have, but, you know, I figure better we can just talk about it than play a six-minute clip, plus there is a lot of profanity in it. Uh, They said that uh, the Erie County Health Inspector, accompanied by three sheriff's deputies, arrived about 20 minutes after the gathering began. Quote, it absolutely was a protest inside my building, said the gym's owner, who described the state's rules enforcing some businesses to close as arbitrary. The video, which circulated on social media Saturday morning, shows a tense back and forth with one deputy pointing out that people weren't wearing masks and the protesters accusing county representatives of trespassing and entering the property without a warrant uh you're on private property you need to leave one owner said eventually the deputies and the inspector left with the unmasked business owners following we will not comply we will not comply they shouted and one of them says take your commie blank elsewhere so uh if I'll I'll send it to Elizabeth and we'll put it on my Facebook page. You got to watch the video. Really, I bring this up and I ask Robert to be on today because that this is the fight that's going on here in Arkansas. These guys said the the, the Erie County Health Inspector says it's, it's the law. Hmm. He looked at him and said it is not. It was not passed by the legislature 
this is just the governor signing by fiat saying that we've got to do this. You pass laws through the legislature, and that's the fight that's going on right in the court system of Arkansas right now. Correct, Robert? That's exactly right. Right. There's a legislative process. Yeah, there is a legislative process. I'm not familiar with the Constitution there in New York, but here in Arkansas, there's a legislative process in the Arkansas Constitution, and it's, it's specific. You can't just go around making up laws at the bureaucratic level. The legislature has to be involved. I mean, and it's okay. Now, here's here's the line that it really gets you as you read the article. Mm-hmm. It's buried. Okay, this should be lead, leading the story. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. According to the report, neither the health inspector nor the deputies specified what rules rules not laws mm-hmm. what rules. rules that this owner and the others allegedly violated. Rules. Rules. There's rules and there's laws. Right. Well, the the governor uh, in, I guess, most of the states have declared a state of emergency, and they feel like that that state of emergency gives them the ability to make laws and when really their mandates mandates that that they're coming down. Like what's going on here in the state of Arkansas? Our governor kept saying that, well, you guys gave me these powers and I'm using them. So, well, he has a pen and a, a phone and a pen. Is that yeah, what it yeah, is? Yeah. So, Robert, I've got, I've got a question. Maybe you can kind of answer. So, the the bureaucratic process they've got rule making abilities, but isn't that kind of designed to where they can kind of make rules for for government employees, but not really designed to be able to, to where they can make rules for citizens is that is that maybe unfortunately that's not the case it's a great question paul but unfortunately it's not the case so uh, by way of example the epa the fed you know, the federal government uh, the epa makes all sorts of rules about what you can do with your own sure land do. regarding water yeah. etc because that power has been delegated to them that's by congress correct. and signed by the president and it's a travesty as a general matter obviously you want bureaucracies to have some ability to deal with the minutia, but that's not what takes place. And we live in a country now overwhelmingly regulated by bureaucrats. There was a guy, a professor, somewhere out of the Northeast, I want to say Pennsylvania, but I'm not sure that's correct. And I think his name is Hamburger, literally his last name. I think it's Hamburger. And he's, he's a genius. And he writes and talks about these issues, how We don't live under a democracy of elected officials any longer. We live under the control of bureaucrats, and it needs to change. There is some slight movement of change uh, towards change in the federal courts now, but very slowly. In fact, they had one opportunity recently to uh, rein that in. I'd say a year, maybe two years ago, and they didn't really do so. So I'm not hopeful. We need to have a grassroots movement to change that. Part of the problem is that we have elected officials who are cowards, and they don't want to do their jobs because they're afraid that they won't get reappointed by the people to their jobs again, and they're more interested in their paychecks and their titles than they are in doing the right thing. Well, and I- let, me, let me just finish my point with this, and that includes elected representatives <laughs> who are Republicans in the state of Arkansas. Well, yep. I, so, I, I'm right with you here, Robert. I mean, 
EPA, Department of Education, all of those uh, special governmental agencies were put in place so that politicians did not have to go on record voting for uh, pollution controls and stuff. And And, and so that's that's kind of one of the frustrating things is we've got elected officials who are not qualified to make decisions about a lot of these things that, that are ruling over our lives through the bureaucratic process. And so what they've done is they've they've claimed to have been able to identify experts. All right. Hold on. Okay. We'll come back. We're going to talk about all this. Robert, stay with us. So Dave Ellswick Show, don't forget about our good friends over at PI Roofing. They will take care of your roof. Not dog, right? Not your dog. Uh, roof. <laughs> Not no, take care. He'll take care of your uh, roof over your house. It's your last defense against the elements uh, getting into your house. I've all I've done this many a time. I'll do it one more time for you again. Here are the steps to a leak. The water gets through the shingles, gets through the uh, felt, gets through the plywood gets into your attic, basically, gets through the uh, insulation, gets into the drywall, and then you start seeing the damage. The damage has already happened, you know, between you're going to have black mold or something, but a lot of damage has already happened and has to be fixed because of that leak. So keep that in mind. Have a PI roofing come out, check out your roof, and make sure it's in in good working order and they'll follow all the covid19 protocols you don't have to worry about that they they protect their workers as well as protect your family call them at 707-3551 707-3551 or visit them online piroofing.com all right wanted to let you know uh, that in the ad we say one time only as now we got two times only Seven o'clock and seven ten on December eighth. I'm just I'm sitting here looking at uh, the Riverdale ten and the tickets that have been sold. Typically, you won't sell the first three rows. People don't want to sit that close to the screen. But if you look at that, all the dark all the dark dots mm-hmm. are sold seats. And so well, that, the green that, ones are available. Those are available. The, and okay. So basically, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight tickets available for the seven o'clock so they've already opened up another theater Mm -hmm. that you can buy tickets in so keep keep that uh, in mind those are available it's a it's a wonderful life it's a wonderful movie just let you know robert go ahead that was back when the teachers taught their students about god and and heaven apparently huh yeah they all they also talked talked about uh free enterprise yeah, you know about all of that. So Robert uh, Steinbach is with us, as well as Paul Calvert, and with us is R.D. Hopper. They're the power panel today. Uh, Jan Morgan's uh, uh, father's uh, brother, last living brother, passed away. She's on her way to a funeral. We're sorry to hear that, and our condolences from my myself and anybody who's on my show, as well as anybody who listens to this show. And then Iverson Jackson is on his way up to Heber Springs today. So uh, they neither one of them could make it. So I called Robert, and I wanted to have Robert on anyway, because you get into the legalities of, of, of this whole thing that's going on here in the state and in other states as well. And that is governors, I think, overstepping 
their legal boundaries and putting themselves in the place of the legislature, literally, of the legislature, and saying laws. I mean, they even admit in this article uh, that the the deputies, deputies and health inspector that showed up at this business in Buffalo, New York, because they had more than 10 people at a meeting, it was a protest, by the way, uh, would not specify, and there were not mine, rules. They would not specify what rules. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, if you look in, you look in, uh, uh, you know, Webster's Dictionary, a rule is different from a law, is it not, Robert? Well, of course, right? A law follows the legislative process, and a rule is a bureaucratic enactment at best. Right, and so they're they're upset about this, and rightly so. So I'm I'm going to kind of keep my eye on this and see how it works out. In fact, after I get off, I've got a meeting after I get off today. I'll be here for a few minutes. I know the name of the company. Uh, that this happened at. I'm going to call it and see if the owner okay. uh, joined me tomorrow on the show. You know, that's one thing that a lot of people want out of their government. They want the ability to go to their government and make their neighbor do what they want them to do. <laughs> so th- that's what that's what they want for a government. They want that's frustrating. A, a, and a, I'm going to tell you what. Let me tell you something. That goes for the left and the right. Uh-huh. Okay, I I fought against uh, Governor Huckabee when he passed a law that said you couldn't smoke in a uh, a restaurant. And uh, I had more than one really good conservative, and their argument was, I don't want to be around all that smoke. And my argument back was, then don't go there and eat. Is there freedom? I like the food there. Well, you have the freedom to either go and and breathe some smoke, or you got the freedom not to go and breathe some smoke. That's a frustrating thing about some of these conservatives is – they're not consistent. They don't actually believe in liberty. They believe in liberty so long as they like it. As you long gotta, as they like it. It's got to be based on principle and the Constitution. Right. It's like, right. and well, just, well I, I'm all for freedom unless it, some it, my neighbor does something, something I, don't I don't like. like. So right. then I'm going to make the government make it's it against the, the law for people right. to do things that right. I don't yeah, my, want them to yeah, do. My, my neighbor, he ha- he has he painted his house a color that i don't like and so I, it's just wrong and it's it's not appropriate so we should make make a law against that or make yeah. maybe make a rule now, against there it. is there is <laughs> now there is some legality if you move in to a, a neighborhood with HOA a covenant or something like and you, well, you decide yeah right and that, you're and agreeing to the and that's one of the ways that it. people people can can go about with a more legitimate claim and say you know what we had a contract here that we that we signed between each other here and so this is a private thing. That's different than, oh, my my neighbor's got an ugly house, and and I want to. He didn't paint the right color. I, I want to call the government, try to get something passed, and make him paint his house now, the right color. I don't color. want people to say to think that I'm saying that your neighbor has legitimately got the right to put a bunch of uh, of refrigerators with the doors off in their front yard and a bunch of uh, cars that. You're taking pieces off of it, and and you're running the property values down in the whole area. Well, you know, people that work for a living and have repair shops and everything, they need places to live, too. So I really think that, you know, like the Lady Bird Johnson Act, you can go back to that, which really made 
uh, nationwide to all federal roads. It made stipulations that you had to live by. But, hey, some people may have a couple of cars, and they're using the parts off of one car to mm-hmm. keep the other car running. <laughs> there's people that work for a living, and there's ugly places that ugly businesses need to operate also. So let's not make sure we don't yeah, take I, their freedom think, away from everybody. And I think the Homeowners Association approach is probably the right approach yeah, to go with that freedom. as opposed to, you know You what, can agree to it. Yeah, if, you're, if you own your land and you don't have a Homeowners Association, I think you ought to be able to do what you want to. I so, agree. So long as you're not hurting somebody else. Like, like if, you're, if, you're, if you run an oil chain shop and you're running the oil out on the ground and it's polluting your neighbor's property, obviously that's wrong. seconds. Well, I t- that's wrong. I tell you one thing: countywide zoning is wrong. Sure, you, there should be city zoning and, and subdivisions where you agree. I live in a subdivision. I, I agree to, to all of friend. it. I don't have a, cars in my backyard, but there ought to be a place in the county where people to live where they have freedom to do what they want to. All right, we're going to take a break, and then we'll get Robert into this because I bet he's got some things to say about it as well. We got Rush; he's up next, and then we'll be back with more on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, so in the studio is Paul Calvert and then R.D. Hopper. On the phone is Robert Steinbach. Uh, that's our power panel for today. And then I'm Dave Ellswick. The show uh, is named after me, and I usually pick topics that we're going to talk about, and I let these guys uh, get in here and talk a little bit about uh, what they think. And it's great. I've got a legal guy, and that's Robert Steinbach. He is a a law professor over at the Bowen School of Law. His opinions, by the way, are his and his alone and not necessarily those of the school of law or the uh, university to which they are attached. Then I got R.D. Hopper. He owns Sonny's uh, over in Jacksonville. So he's a business owner. And then I've got Paul here who is a landlord. So I got a good, a good group of people that can talk about, you know, freedom. And that's what we have been doing today, and it, it goes off of a of a, uh, a story out of Buffalo, New York, where they're fighting against, back against Como and his passing laws that are not laws; they're rules. And they're saying the only people who pass pass laws are the legislature. I'm just wondering, Robert, if that if that goes to a court of law, it's going to depend on whether. You got a liberal judge and a conservative judge, huh? In part, that was one of the criticism when Chief Justice Roberts said, well, when Trump said that's an Obama judge, we don't have Obama judges and Bush judges Uh, and Clinton judges. Uh, Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Go look at how they rule and you will realize that judicial philosophy matters and it matters in the application of law. So, yeah, I think a, a legitimate shorthand is to refer to the president that appointed the judge. And by the way, in social science research, including law, but also other like political science, other areas, they often study how different judges operate and decide based on the political party of the appointing president. So it's a it's actually a um, uh, an academic way of approaching the question. I've got a question. Robert, when we look at different governors across the country and how they're handling things, I do think that Trump handled this uh, correctly as far as a republic's concerned, is referring a lot of these issues to the state, which a republic, I believe, was was designed to do. But would would this fall under the state constitution when the governor starts making laws and uh, and, or making 
ordinances or laws or or, or yeah. whatever you want to call them. Edicts. Is this going? Yeah. Is this going to come back to the the particular state constitution as far as the the authority of the governor? Largely, that's ex- exactly correct. And by the way, even when you say that, I think the president uh, handled it well. Of course, we were in the in the midst of a newborn pandemic, and so nobody real who, who thinks about it uh, can can want or at least believe that it would be appropriate for any executive to do everything correctly. So I give leeway to both Democrat and Republican, but I find it comical when I hear the Democrats criticize Trump and, and Trump was the one who shut down uh, travel from China. And they called him, of course, wait for it. You know what it's co- what's coming. They called him a racist. Yes, told everybody to go out to Chinatown and get some food. And sure enough, that was exactly the wrong advice. And then we have governors like Cuomo, who murdered some 7,000 people by ordering sick patients to go to the most vulnerable places in the country, uh, the nursing homes, and they spread COVID and killed some 7,000 people. Yeah, you know where those bodies are? They're still in refrigerated semis. Did you know that? Wow. I had heard that a while ago, but I didn't realize they're still there. And I think another part of this this issue is that it's not the president's job to to deal with this. This is one of those things that that if if two hundred thousand people die or if two million people die, it is not the president's job to deal with these issues within state borders. It's just not. It's not his role. It's not his authority. He doesn't have jurisdiction over telling people to wear a mask or telling people to stay home or whatever it may be. He just doesn't have that kind of jurisdiction, and it should not be granted to him, should not be encouraged for him to take that that power. Well, that's the problem, though, Paul. Right. I mean, people this are, is the problem we're running into right here in our own state right now. People have their hair on The fire. governor, well, the governor says, the law says this, the legislature says, no, the law says that, and uh, there's a big gap between the two of them. Did I, did I sum that up pretty closely there, Robert? I think you did. Now, here's the real test, Dave. In, what's it, a month and a half, less than, we will be in the legislative session. So let's see which Republicans put up or shut up, meaning all you have to do now is pass a new bill that says these are the controls in place. These are not the controls in place. This is what the governor can do. This is what the governor can't do. So some people might say, yeah, but then the governor will just veto it. You know what it takes to override a veto in Arkansas? Majority. A majority. You know what it takes to pass a law in the first place? A majority. So if you pass that law, then you override that veto. Let's see who has the, what do we say on the air, Dave? Intestinal fortitude. (laughs) That's the term I'm looking for. The intestinal fortitude, the brass intestinal fortitude to uh, stand up for their actual beliefs. So that's something you ought to look at when you're looking at move to a state, what you're saying, Robert. Maybe you ought to look at at the state constitution whenever you're thinking of going to a state and opening a business and see if the governor has the right to shut you down or not and what how much freedoms you have in the state. So it's time for the Republican lawmakers in Arkansas to reverse a lot of the Democratic uh 
power that they've given the governor and, and put some definitions in place. And, and part of the problem is that we've got some pretty strong provisions in the Arkansas Constitution. Look at some of the lawmaking requirements that the, that the legislature just doesn't follow. They're, you know, they're, they're required by law to do various different things, but by the Constitution to do various different things when they pass laws. They don't do it. And, yeah. and so we've, we've got a pretty strong Constitution on various different issues, but it's just not followed. Well, here, here's the key about when they get back into, into uh, the general session. I can understand if you want to give the governor 30 days if something happens. Major. Yeah, major. Yeah. You know, and you need to make sure you have a definition of major, major. as well, uh, that he may have to do something to get things under control. But after that short period of time, the legislature should be back in full swing with it as well. You know, I would agree to that 50 years ago, but with cell phones today and, and phone conferences and everything else, I believe that the that the – that the leeway that they used to have, I think you can call a meeting now. I think you can get everybody together and make a decision. I'd, yeah, I'd cut, they, I might but, cut it down to a week or something. Here's the problem. they got to change all the laws. And, and, Robert, you know, tell me I'm wrong here, but you may not be able to vote on anything unless you come back into a quorum uh, here in a building Physically, somewhere, maybe in a seat. Yes, yeah, maybe. Well, so. they need to change some oh. of that. They need to change some of that. But we need to to err on the freedom side, and we're going to need to know what's the definition of emergency. emergency. You know, Bill Clinton's the one that took everybody saying. to school on definitions. So uh, yeah. well, maybe we need to clarify and, some of right. that. And, and to give the governor power to to like the, the, for years, the governors had had the power to to call in troops and and to call it the militia if necessary. And that's one thing. That's very different from saying, by the way, you have to give up your First Amendment rights. Stay in the House. Or your Second Amendment rights right. like they did down in Louisiana right. after Katrina. Right, right. How and, many and people so, so can those, come to Thanksgiving? Right. That, that kind of nonsense. <laughs> and, and, and telling people, uh, you, you, you have to give up your constitutional rights. And by the way, it's not, it's not questionable. You can't fight us in the, from the from legislative process. You just have to do it. You just have to obey us. And there's no – I realize there's not a law authorizing us to do it, and there's actually a law telling us we can't. There's actually a constitutional provision telling us that, that we can't do this, but we're still going to do it. I remember it brings me back to mind, Robert, when someone said, uh, give me liberty or give me death. That's right. I mean, if I can't invite the people I want over to my own house mm-hmm. to have Thanksgiving dinner, I mean, uh, and let I them, take the death part. And, and let yeah. them make the choice. Yeah. You know, what, what if you've got an old uncle or aunt that they're 85 years old? They haven't hardly seen anybody for the last six months, and you invite them over for Thanksgiving, and they jump at the chance. Yeah, I think they're over 21. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They made you it know, to 86 they, they, without they, the governor's they might, help. They might be the most vulnerable person at your house, and, the, and why can't they make that decision to take that risk? Well, I think they should be able to, and when we come back, we'll talk about rules and laws. Let's talk about that when we come back. Robert, stick with us. We got more to talk about here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, I want you uh, to keep in mind about Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. You want to get a piece of jewelry that is specifically for someone, then do it over at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, three thousand Cavanaugh. Uh, Eric Coleman's ready, ready to serve you. All you have to do is stop by and talk to him, or you can call him five zero one two four six thirty six fifty five. 
Here's what he's going to do for you. He's going to give you a unique piece of jewelry, whether it's a ring, a bracelet, a necklace, a brooch that you want done. He'll give you the best prices that can be found on diamonds and on colored gemstones. And, uh, you know, he's going to take you step one all the way through whatever the final step is, and you'll be involved in each step along the way. Phone number again, 501-246-3655, and they're located at 3000 Cavanaugh right here in Little Rock. That is Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. You know, if you want to retire in the next five years, there's some things you better take into consideration. If you overlook or underestimate one little thing, it could totally derail your retirement. Learn how you can avoid this in a free guide called the Ultimate Retirement Planning Checklist. It's from David Lucas Financial in Little Rock. I'm going to be meeting with David after I get off the show today to talk specifically about this checklist. This comprehensive 31-point checklist could be the single most important tool that could help ensure you're covered on all the bases. Uh, And don't make any mistakes. You make a mistake, it can come back and bite you you know where. Uh, To get your free retirement planning checklist, be one of the first 10 callers right now at 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. The free checklist is the result of decades of financial planning experience from working with thousands of families. To get your free, secured retirement planning checklist, call 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment advisor and if it comes from david it's good stuff i'll just tell you that all right we're down to about seven minutes left uh during the live uh time of the dave ellswick show we'll be back with you at six o'clock we've got robert on the line robert steinbach from the bowen school of law his opinions are his and his alone and not that of the school of law or the university over there rd hopper's here paul calvert's here and robert Just a moment ago during the break, and and you're at home, so you didn't hear him, but here's what uh, R.D. said. Is there really any freedom in this country anymore? Do you really own anything anymore? And that's a great, great question, because if you own something, you should be able to say what you want to do with what you own. But that's not where we're at right now in our nation in fact we're far from it we're far from what the founders had in mind for this nation your thoughts on that well think about your home dave do you really own your home no i i own i own taxes on it until the day i die exactly so i'm paying rent to the government to live in my home on top of, of, of course, of all the other taxes that I pay, I pay income taxes, state and federal. I pay Social Security and Medicare taxes. <laughs> I pay sales taxes. I pay a variety of use taxes. You keep far less 
than half the money you earn, Dave, because the rest goes to government. And here in Little Rock, we've got uh, our new, relatively new mayor who wants to take more of your money. Now the state is taking more of your money because they imposed this permanent tax to, in the Constitution and they outsourced it and then lied about it in advertising. And a bunch of people who uh, uh, were persuaded by local bureau hacks voted for it. It's really unfortunate the lack of the proper legislative process where legislators. And the executive determine how much in taxes you pay and are held responsible come the next election. And it's Democrat and Republican alike. And it's a uh, a travesty and a tragedy. Yeah, I I agree. And R.G., you were right. I mean, it's just like your business that you own, you know. It's almost like he's a manager for the government. That's correct. That's exactly right, because they want their money. From your business, so they allow you to stay in business as much as they can, so that you'll make sure you pay plenty of taxes to them. It almost seems like you know. I read a book one time when they were experimenting with cancer. To, they were giving people all the radiation that they could possibly give them without killing them early on, mm-hmm. trying to see how much it took to kill Tell the them. cancer. And they mm-hmm. were have using people for experiments. That's what it feels like, taxes. It feels like they're how, trying how, to be right close, on the borderline. How, how, how close, close can, can we come? But the problem is, is they're making these decisions. We have corporatism now. And you're going to see that, especially with Biden, because he's real interested in enriching his family for generations to come, that the corporatism comes in. All the big corporate people are going to put out the mom and pops because all these ordinances, rules, and guidelines that they put in place that a business has to do, a one-location family business can adhere to all these rules. And, so much- and, and the corporate people can actually make law with the people who they help get elected and put the family businesses out by passing and, more laws. And they laws. can do it in the name of safety and security. Oh, it, oh it's, definitely. It's, it's, and it's and for EPA, the EPA. Right. And, and, and so it, it ends up being that that um, it, it's easier for the government regulators to, to rule over giant corporations. And it and ends up being the corporations that may end up ruling over the regulators. But it's easier, it's easier to control 10 major corporations versus... 10,000 yeah, small the, mom and yeah, pops. Yeah, call them to the table. Right. You can control the elections. And another thing, you know, used to a business person or someone in your community would get upset and say, you know what? Our freedoms are being taken away. We're having a hard time doing business. So I'm going to run for office and you guys get behind me and we'll run for office. Well, uh, Cost a couple of hundred thousand dollars to run for a, a, like a three county Senate race. A couple of hundred so thousand, thousand dollars. Now. Right. So you, if you're going to run for a house race, maybe you need like a hundred and twenty five to a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. If you're going to run for governor, you need millions of dollars to run to run for governor. So they're taking it out of the normal working you know people's capability. You, it tells you the more expensive it costs to run for a race, it ta- it tells you how much money is there. To be worked with that's what it tells you how much how much you can you know make out of that office we'll take a break robert stay where you're at we'll have you on at six o'clock as well we'll be recording that when uh, we're off the air uh, after the news comes on and uh, be listening at six because we're going to carry on this conversation you know liberty is almost is just about dead 
in and the we're, United we're States. We're to the point where we have privileges. It really is. It's, instead it's, of liberty. It's just about dead. We'll talk more about it as we continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Paul will be here. R.D. will be here. Robert will be here. I'll be here. Join us at 6 o'clock. That's when we'll be back. But right now, we're going to talk about your money. That's coming up here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. o'clock hour. Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show, the evening edition. I uh, wanted to jump right in and say I hope you were listening earlier today uh, when we were live and uh, we were talking about freedom because we're going to talk some more about freedom and we're going to go back and cover a little bit of area that we've already covered and that is that the the fight that's going on in Arkansas right now about what is the governor able to do And it's really not even the governor. It's the Department of Health that makes a decision for everybody in the state. And nobody in the—you tell me, when's the last time you went to the poll and voted— For the Department. For the Department of Health. Director, right. No. And that's the thing is it's a—we call it kind of an executive branch— lawmaking or rulemaking. It sits under the the governor. Right. And it's it's a a somewhat— unaccountable organization and they make what what amounts to laws without uh, without utilizing the legislative process which is required by the arkansas constitution now i got a question for you robert if the department of health decided that the governor wasn't doing enough could they have like a press conference and say hey we believe that uh, we need to be having a mask mandate. Everybody's got to wear a mask all the time and in between bites of food and all of that, and uh, that's the way it's got to be. Can they tell the governor he's got to do that? No. They work for the governor? Well, they can they can say whatever they want, of course, and then be fired the next day, right? <laughs> so they, uh, they are ultimately <clears throat> responsible to the governor, and so let's not – let off the ultimate responsibility here. These actions that are under review are of the governor. Okay. And I like the governor, but I don't like what he's doing right now. And this is not uh, a, a question of a bureaucracy absent an executive in control. We have an executive in control, and that's the governor. So, so you know, I, I, I think, and boy... I know I'm going to get on the governor's bad side when I say what I'm going to say. He's got two years left, all right? He's got two years left. I don't know what he has planned. I've heard some things, the grapevine, it, you know, and it makes me wonder, is he not doing what he's doing because he doesn't, he doesn't want to rock the boat and uh, not be able to get elected to maybe another office? You know, I, I just wonder... 
if that's what's propelling him to do some of the things that he's doing. Does, does everybody understand what well, I'm saying here? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think because of the, the there's there's a a big percentage of the population, it may be seventy or eighty percent that are pretty afraid of this COVID nineteen thing, and instead of encouraging those people to be a little more courageous, he's actually kind of going along with them, and I think allowing them to lead. Well, I think that may be here's kind of how what, I I see it, and I think Robert sees this the same way. And now Robert and I have totally different views of how to deal in this whole COVID thing. But we have one underlying strong belief, and that is I don't have the right to tell anybody else how to live their lives. Right. Robert decides to hunker down be where he lives at sure. and be what I think is beyond being careful. He knows how I feel about this. And I, I believe, because I think he can come to my house and be – be safe on Thanksgiving. He he doesn't believe that because there's going to be more than just me and him uh, there. Right. So you know he's going to stay at home and and miss my great pumpkin pie and, <laughs> and some of the other things that we're going to have. That's that's his decision. My decision. I kind of stick around the house. I'm not going out to to parties and things of that nature. But yet I would never ask anybody not to have a party. Go ahead and have a party. I don't care. And it's, certain, a, and it's, it's called freedom. That's freedom. And you wouldn't go And that's entirely. the way Robert feels as well. Right. He doesn't expect people to change their life so that he stays at home. Is, is well, that right, Robert? Well, that's exactly right, Dave. I'm not sure why my predilections should impose something on you. There is, of course, extremes to this notion that or circumstances that become extreme to this notion that cause alteration of the basic rule. But we don't confront those extremes, and that's the problem. If someone like me, who is quite cautious about being exposed to the virus, believes that you still should and do have your freedoms, then I'm not sure how people who can't be any more cautious than I am about the virus have views that differ. Well, here's the key. People who say, well, if people go out... They might get infected. Well, if they're part of your family or the people that in your circle that might come around you, then tell them don't come around. They're over 21. People can make their own decisions. Right. What we get into and what we talked about in the other hour was the people on the left want to make everybody else think the way they think, act the way they want them to act and do what they want them to do. And sometimes the people on the right want that way. Right, Everybody it, likes freedom until their neighbor or somebody is doing something they don't like. They don't then like, they yeah. want to give their freedom away mm-hmm. because they're in a position of power right now and say, hey, we're in a position of power. And, Let's and, make them do what we want right, them to or, do. Or that, and that, that offends me or that makes me afraid, and therefore we should take your liberties away. And that's the thing is that, that you know I've washed my hands when I go to the bathroom. For years. It's not just a new thing for me. And I'm careful about about what I touch, especially maybe during flu season and whatever else. And so I've been careful for years. That should be a law. Yes, we should make a law about that and make it make it a ten dollar fine every time you go there to the bathroom. There should be somebody and not wash your in hands. the bathroom, right? Watching everybody right. to make sure that they wash their make hands. Make sure you wash that your sounds... hands. And make sure you grab a paper towel to open the door with when you're, I do when that. you're going out. That, right. And that's, the thing is, that's a reasonable thing to do. I think. It may be it may be unnecessary, especially for someone with my level of health, because I'm very healthy. But the, the thing is, though, that 
it, it, it's it, it's okay. But when should government come along and tell us that you have to to be extra safe and Pe- extra cautious? People might think you're being crazy, but when they can tell you how many people that you can have in your own house mm-hmm. that you own, mm-hmm. how many people you can have in your mm-hmm. house for Thanksgiving, that's crazy, that, that, people. That, that's, that's what's crazy. We've we've already passed the do, crazy yeah, line. Do, do you want to be a free people, or do you want government no, to come along and don't. act like your daddy? Well, yeah. here's the key. They can still be free. The people who are afraid right. can still be free. They can hunker down. They can just say, nobody gets through my doors right. unless I allow you and to. That's Period. The, and that's the solution. Okay. And and the fact is that, I'll go along with that. that if government did not Your come house. out if government didn't come out with the mandates, people might actually be more careful than what they are now. You, you know what's scary whenever I think back and looking at this from ten thousand feet, you know, the Jews didn't like Jesus at the time because he was bringing another gospel and was bringing another law that was going to take some of the people out of power at the time. So they went to the Roman Empire and said, listen, we don't like what this guy's doing. We need you to kill this guy because he's causing trouble. I don't see the difference. And because... It's going to cost you prob- cause you problems and, as well. And, and, exactly. and that's how all kinds of laws get passed is, well, this is for your good, that you need this need us to do this for you against your neighbors. Could you so scratch the, same, the middle of my back, right, please? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's the same difference. I look at the left and saying, well, well, you shouldn't believe this and you shouldn't believe that. We've got re-education. Mm-hmm. If your business won't, won't do uh, won't do Support weddings or, or for, 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 so, for, for something for, of that nature. For something they don't, then we're going right. to shut you down. I don't see it any difference in biblical times mm-hmm. that if you don't think and act the way we want you to, we're going to kill you. And don't we'll think that the, some of those people well, want us dead. And, and so how is we'll it any bring different? Bring the sword against you. And, and we we look at the Old Testament. That was a the, theocratic system. You could be punished for not worshiping the correct God, and that's okay. That was a theocratic system. That was an acknowledged theocratic system. We're not supposed to be living in a theocratic system in the sense that we tell people how to worship, but that is so much like what's going on right now is that we literally want to start punishing people because we disagree with them on their Boy, on their faith. Because of the way they live. But, yes, because of the way they live. Not because they're hurting anyone else, but simply because I'm afraid of them or it offends me. That's where we're going. When you can shut down businesses because they offend you. But yeah, because right. they offend you or because they let too many people in that might catch a disease or shut down a business because the people inside are not wearing a mask. Right. People and, don't think that this and, this envelope is not being so, pushed. So one of the things that can happen when you have government mandates is it can actually cause a false sense of security. That's and, what they want. They want security. Right. Well, pe- pe- people think. And so so what happens if so government has a mask mandate and all of a sudden the people that are kind of weak minded, they, they think, oh, well, it's safe now. We can go to the grocery store. And so you may have people that are very immunocompromised and the government comes out with a mask mandate. And so everybody thinks or some of these people. That really probably ought to stay home. The magic mask is the going magic to keep, mask is going is to keep going everybody to keep them safe. safe. <laughs> and so, and so they they may then have a, a false sense of security. So that maybe they go out two or three times as often as they would have if it wouldn't have been for the government um, putting the mask mandate. And so then, you know, maybe the mask masks are, are slightly effective, but not nearly let, let as, me, as effective uh, as, as actually dis- staying home. As, 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 being as staying distant. home because some people really are are um, susceptible and vulnerable. And maybe they really do need to be pretty aggressive about staying away from people. That's what I do. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I'm type 2 diabetic, had, had uh, you know, pretty quintuple, serious uh, 
quintuple bypass and things of that nature mm-hmm. and had surgery here not uh, a few months back and mm-hmm. I don't go out that as much as I used right. to. I used to go to the movies all the time. And, and, but and you can make the decision to do it that's how exactly, you want to do right. it. And that's and you can, what I want to see continue. And you can take those risks. You might decide, you know what, I could be more careful and maybe I'll take less risks. But then you might think, go, get back and think, you know what, I still want to be alive. Look, my doc told me the last time I saw her, Dave, I know the holidays are coming up, but you got to cut back on the baked goods. And I looked at her and I said, Doc, I'm only going to live so long, no matter what. I'm going to eat chocolate chip cookies. I'm going to eat fruitcake. I'm going to eat pumpkin pie. I'm going to eat all of that stuff. Because if I can't have at least that, then what's the reason for living? And if you can't have your family and your neighbors over to your house, I... You know, give me liberty or give me yeah, death. Yeah, I will take the death. So, so I was, I'll take the death over giving up my liberty. I don't care who's in charge. We're sitting here and talking, and Robert, I'm going to get him involved in the discussion. And it's hard for Robert to get involved the way he normally was because he's on the phone, cause, and he's not seeing us here mm-hmm. in the studio. But, Robert, what we just said is what's imperative for people to listen to but I know that there is a large group of people now that say, I can't believe that they're saying this. Mm-hmm. I can't believe yeah, they're called that liberals. they believe it. Yeah. They're called leftists. Dave. Some of them are conservatives, maybe, too. And it's, and just, yeah, what do they maybe call a us? Few, uh, I, I think they're largely leftists. <laughs> and I think the problem with the conservatives is that they are weak in their beliefs. Not that they don't believe That's right. what we're talking about, but they're not willing to stand up. For what we're talking about. Kind of a fair, fair weather. Well, no, they're yeah. scared. They're scared. Right. They're scared that some... Here, here's the difference. In communist Russia, you were scared of the gun to the back of the head. Mm-hmm. Here in America now, you're scared that somebody's going to say, you're racist on Facebook. Mm-hmm. All right? That's the difference. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or How your, ridiculous or your, or your, or your is that? your friends might... Uh, might might think you're you're kind of weird or you're or they might not invite you they to might, the christmas they, they party they might not that, and yeah and, and, and if 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 your friends don't invite you to their christmas party or or thanksgiving dinner or something because you have principles do you really want those friends yeah well, i i agree I, with I mean, that well, it's freedom it's, it's this is not so, so much me about principles it's a freedom it is to, 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 princi- to serve but, but whatever freedom, principles freedom is whatever pr- principles you want we, we should freedom, have the freedom to follow anything we want to follow a, and freedom is a principle so who is yes. your god is it god or is it the state mm-hmm. that's the question that people got to answer as well Robert, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to be back. We're going to take up a story that I got here uh, from the Daily Wire. Black Lives Matter's founders have demanded that Joe Biden support a roadmap to the abolition of police and prisons. Hmm. We'll talk about it when we come back on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we move on here on the Dave Ellswick Show. New story that I want to bring to everybody's attention and then uh, we'll talk about it. Uh, Robert Steinbach is on the phone. He's with us here on the power panel today, along with Artie Hopper and Paul Calvert. Uh, Jan will be back after the holidays, as will Iverson Jackson. Despite indications that the defund the police mo- movement had a negative impact on Democrats' election success, 
Leaders of Black Lives Matter are petitioning for a meeting with an incoming Joe Biden-Harris administration and demanding that Biden support the BREATHE Act, which includes a roadmap to abolishing law enforcement and a demand for reparations and a change in prisons. The act, which BLM touts as a radical reimagining of public safety, community care, and how we spend money as a society, is essential legislative effort and represents illicit demands that align only with the aims of far-left legislators. Uh, Fox News reports that BLM's founders, including self-identified Marxist Patrice Colliers, and their squad allies in Congress, notably uh, Tlaib and uh, Presley, are pressing for the BREATHE Act to pass Congress and receive a rubber stamp from any Biden White House. Black Lives Matter activists are pressuring Democrats to embrace the BREATHE Act, which includes a section requiring a roadmap for prison uh, abolition. Get rid of it. Get rid of them. Colliers, who has written a letter to President-elect Biden and Vice President Harris, requested a meeting, uh, told the uh, Hollywood uh, reporter she is requesting that the new administration work to pass the BREATHE Act within the first 100 days. Uh, Let me, uh, Colliers penned an op-ed for Teen Vogue. Now, there's there's something important right there. She didn't pen it for the New York Times or the Washington Post. Teen no, Vogue. she went for kids. For she went magazine. to Teen Vogue wow. on this op-ed. Uh, she, she posted this last week and makes it clear she not only expects the Biden administration to pass the BREATHE Act, she believes Biden and Harris should use the legislation as a means of repaying, her word, not mine, support from the black community. Quoting her... Quoted, bro- what, is, quo, huh? what is abundantly clear is black voters tipped the scales in favor of Joe Biden and Harris, especially in Rust Belt battleground states. It's a testament to our communities that the same people who have been treated the worst by our democracy still showed up to save it. We congratulate Biden and particularly the vice president on becoming the country's first woman of black. This historic win is a testament to the campaign and at every level of politics. On January 20th, 2021, the sun will rise on an America that is no longer a global embarrassment. New work will begin. Uh, Biden, at least, has been reticent to engage BLM on the campaign trail. He dithered on the subject of defunding the police an issue that the Wall Street Journal reports cost Democrats dearly in statewide and local elections uh, and his uh, transition team. Taking shape right now, despite the contested election results, has yet to respond to Culler's demands. So there you have it. Wow. Uh, as we had talked about before the election, uh, these all of these groups that have been behind Biden are expecting now payback. So, so if they get rid of prisons, where are they going to lock us up when when we um, decide not to help homosexuals celebrate their sexual perversion? I'm just saying. I, I, where, where are they going to lock up people who who don't comply with their um, uh, insane um, 
rules and regulations and, and maybe laws if they actually pass laws. Look, it, it goes beyond uh, homosexuality. I oh, mean, sure. We're, we're looking at what are they going to do to depravity. you when you have 12 people at your dinner table for yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. If, if this continues to progress, especially in some of these left-wing states where it's perhaps are they are they starting to arrest people for that thing yet, that sort of thing? Hey, yet, Robert, or? we've got 90 seconds. Let me let you get, jump in, and we're going to pick this back up after the news. Quickly, your thoughts about this. No surprise to you, I'm sure. Frankly, Dave, I cut out for a moment, <clears throat> so I'm not sure what the argument is here. So after the break, we'll have to – or during the break, we'll have to go over it. And okay. then I can comment. I'll send you a copy of the of the story. All right, so mm-hmm. you'll have it. But Black Lives Matter is is saying they want, and their word, not mine. They want payback. They want to be paid back for getting Biden and Harris elected, or supposedly oh, elected. They, mm-hmm. they want payback, they and they want it in the form of reparations, the abolition of police and prisons. All that's coming up here. And we're going to talk further about it on the uh, the Dave Ellswick show. And then uh, we got news coming up. We'll catch up on that. And then we'll get into this even more. I mean, this is dangerous stuff that's sitting out there right now. As soon as the lefties feel like they're in control, that's why Georgia is so important dealing with the Senate right now. It's bizarre. It's very, very important. Let's take a break. Then we'll come back and continue on the Dave Ellswick show. Back with you, Dave Ellswick show. And uh, I didn't do something that I promised Robert that I would do. I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to send him the story dealing that I've been dealing with here about Black Lives Matter and what they are expecting from uh, President-elect Biden and his vice president. Let me give you the three things that they want dealt with. They want uh, the abolition of police and prisons and reparations not the abolition of that they want them installed and so how do you i guess i don't for for an organization that wants to grow government and to impose serious um uh, human rights violations from my perspective on the people they, they want to really empower government to make people comply with their wishes how is it they're going to accomplish this if they get rid of police and prisons i mean that, that's a pretty centralized um system in a, in a totalitarian regime they, they, they want federal rule to over they, they over it so to override state rule so like, yeah federal maybe so something more like federal police you can't have all these states thinking for themselves you need laws that come from washington from the, that controls the state a central power from the the big the, big, the mighty white exactly father. right without the police you can you can do away with the republic and legislate and control people from so D.C. Get, get rid of the local. Maybe that maybe that is kind of their approach. Yeah, they're, that's they're, what but, I'm thinking. And so got. then do you, do you get rid of local and local prisons and local jails and keep the federal prisons? Is that is that what they're definitely is? you and, got and, to have some place to put everybody that won't reeducate, won't, won't comply. And so yeah. look, all that they'll do, they'll do just what the left always done. 
There'll always be prisons. They'll just call them something, something else. else. Well, that sounds familiar. And, and, and to, to some extent. So, I'll, uh, so I, I'm okay with getting rid of prisons, but I want an awful lot more executions and public floggings. Yeah, that'll be and, us. Well, well, unfortunately. We, but, we don't re-educate but, well. But the thing is, though, that, that I, I, <laughs> the thing is, when, when they lock us up and, and, um, and maybe they won't call it prison, maybe they'll call it, have some other name for these internment camps, maybe, or, education or, or, camps. or re-education camps. Yeah, re-education or, camps. Or, um, or, or whatever it may be, um, that's worse than than just killing your political enemies. We'll be the enemy of the way. state. Everybody's worried about the Second Amendment. They don't have to take your guns away they have. to be able to do that. No, 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 no. They can let everybody have their guns. Shut down the ammunition. And then all, nope, um, nope. All they got to do is get the people to give up their rights. <coughs> Haven't they already done? Oh, Robert, sure. haven't they already succeeded to a, a great extent? Oh, well, that's what they have been doing for years to conservatives. They would whenever they oppose something that the conservatives were pushing, they would call the conservatives racists. And many conservatives ran away to hide. <laughs> and that's one of the significant changes that we've seen taking place over recent years where <clears throat> Many, not all, unfortunately, conservatives are now unwilling to be uh, uh, bullied uh, by the false claim of racism. Of course, there are racists out there, and some of them uh, undoubtedly are conservative, and some of them are undoubtedly leftist. But the the vast majority of conservatives and all other political party uh, folks are not racist at all because we do not live in an inherently racist country. They are racist, but it's not an inherently racist country. And so politicians need to be able to stand up and say, no, I'm pursuing a, a position of fairness, of equal opportunity, of blind blindness to color and other attributes that everybody is treated equally that's uh, the legitimate conservative approach that some conservatives now finally are willing to stand up for okay but here's the here's what the point that i'm making you can have your guns if you're willing to give up your rights that's already well, happening course. there's there there's a serious reason why colliers uh, uh, an avowed marxist make no doubt about it this woman would be better off to live in 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 russia than here in this country with what she believes because she could be one of the high ups uh, in russia and live in a in a really nice apartment or something as long because she likes to play the game she wants to be in power but she didn't go to the new york times she didn't go to uh, the Washington Post. She went to She children. wrote to Teen Vogue, a teenage magazine, to convince them of her arguments because they don't have a freaking clue. So they're already they're they're working on uh, getting them to to toe the party line. They're making them little brown shirts. And, and that's got to take their schools back. And that's where that's that's why public school, I think, has been so incredibly effective. At promoting this left-wing religion slash but it ideology, wouldn't have been, it would not have been successful if the parents sure. would have stopped it. And, and, and parents checked out. Yes, they did. And so many because cases, it's a government's right, job. Gover- go- they, they allowed the, the government to raise their children, and, and this is what we got. We, let me, we've, let we've me tell got, you what Hillary won. It takes a village. Oh yeah, that won. 
Yeah, that's takes, the way people think now. Right, and, and, and so it takes a village to raise kids who don't have parents. And, and that's what ends up happening is we've got a country full of kids th- that are that are just running around like a bunch of chickens with their heads cut off to the point where we it's become mainstream in some places to argue that, well, you can decide which, which gender you are. That's nonsense. That is utter nonsense. We, we've got people that, that ought to be slapped for their foolishness. But no, the, these people are, are, are treated as intellectuals. They got doctor in front of them. Well, yeah. Well, they're teaching <laughs> socialism that security is better than freedom. That's exactly so, right. Security is better than freedom. I tell you what, you, you're not going to get either one and of that them. That's what you're not going to get. Comes from the government. Your security comes. The government's God. If, if it's the government's uh, job to make sure that everybody has equal pay and, and equal benefits and everything's equal. If you're four years old, security might be better than freedom. If you're four years old. You know, if you're an adult and you're of a sound mind, why would you give up freedom so that you can have free stuff? And you're thinking about you're going to get out and make a career and get a job and work and save your money and and, uh, buy a house, maybe sell that house and Mm -hmm. build a business and participate in in employing people and following the American dream and building a business for your family. Then, uh, man, that's a lot of hard work. All these it's, other, it's so, all these big rich people like Walmart and all these corporations, mm-hmm. if they just shared their wealth, then right. people all wouldn't have to would, work that all hard. All would be wealthy if everybody would just give their money to us. That's right. It'd be, the world would be a, a utopia. We'll yeah. give you enough money so you can have yourself a house just like everybody else's <laughs> house. You'll have a car just like everybody else's car. You'll be able to buy the food that everybody else can buy. The ones that is prescribed by the government. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah that's so exactly you, you end up living in a cardboard box, eating dog food, if you're lucky. And you should be happy. And, and you, should, you, should be, you should be thankful because the government provided this for you. I was telling my son about two Gillum brothers. It's Jeremy Gillum's dad and uncle. Mm-hmm. These guys lost their parents when they were young. Mm. They were adopted by their aunt. Mm-hmm. And the uncle that was raising them uh, got killed in an accident while they were basically still in high school and starting college. Mm -hmm. These guys fought in Vietnam. These guys got an education. Mm -hmm. These guys built businesses. But you look at today and the people today that would follow the path that these men followed through serving their country, sacrificing and working the way they worked, they would rather have security than have to kill themselves working that hard. All right. Robert, you've been sitting there quietly listening What's your thoughts on this? The left method of control is indoctrination and intimidation. And the problem that they have with the police is not that the police exhibit force, is that the police exhibit force not to pursue the leftist ideology. So as you all have aptly pointed out, they will do away with the police and they will put in place other methods of enforcement including actual force, and just not call it the police. That's right. And we've seen that historically, right? We, see, we saw that throughout the communist world. And if you got out of line in school, you were told you weren't thinking right. You were kicked out of school, and you were shunned, and your family was shunned. And you know what we're talking about 
not me yet, but we're talking about at the law school here, and there's nothing unique about it, but I can tell you about that from personal experience through my colleagues telling me this. They're talking about imposing race education in law classes. We are, and we must adopt the correct politically, political ideology on race education in the law class. And you know Josh Silverstein, who's yep. been on your show many times. Yep. He told me about a list of 30 uh, ideas that are supposed to be taught. And he said, as a liberal, I disagree with mm-hmm. many of them, meaning they're just wrong. And even if, you th- even if others don't think they're wrong, they're debatable. And we're supposed to... Now, to be clear, it has not been made a mandate yet, but the idea is discussing whether to mandate teaching political ideology as right and wrong. Think about that. Yeah, I, I and know what? Here's what's sad, Robert. In the back in the day, all right, when the Bolshevik Revolution occurred, people got killed because they would adhere to the principles of freedom. Now, that's not the case. Now, people will fold if on Facebook someone calls them a xenophobe, a racist, or a homophobe. That's how ridiculous it's become. This is one of the areas where conservatives have fallen down badly because they're they're not articulate enough to actually deal with some of these these issues and and, and treat them as the um, foolishness that they are. Well, a lot of the things that a lot of people thought— was nothing more than no big deal. Now they understand that it starts small, it snowballs from there, and by the time it reaches critical mass, it crushes you. Am I correct with that, Robert? Well, that's exactly right. This is all about coercive behavior other than physical force. And these people are getting, you know, using the, the, excuse me, the instrumentalities of state and private entities to fire people, to prevent people from engaging in activities, all of these coercive tools to prevent people that disagree with leftist ideology from engaging in commerce, from engaging in activities of freedom. By the way. you yep. you, di- you didn't say take away their guns, did you? Not yet, but say, that's amongst yep. them, of course. It, it, but they'll get there, but they'll get there they after the snowball is so big it rolls right over you. Right when you make that's it a, right. when you make it a felony to 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 tell someone, you know what? I don't think I can. I don't think I want to hire you because that would violate my religion because you're promoting something that's terribly evil. Or I don't. Or I, I don't want to um, help you celebrate your homosexual wedding. Um, because it would violate my religious principles. And, and, and so at, at what point does that become a felony? And then once, it, once you become a felon because you violated this, this nonsense protocol, then they just take your guns. They tell you you can't, can't be armed anymore. But it, I would never stop you from following your conscience and killing your unborn child. Yeah. How's yeah. that one for you? Yeah. I tell you, we just have to apply everything equally. We have to go back to the Constitution. We have to go back to freedom. And and think of think about what Bonifer said back in Germany. He said, you know, we have to stand up for everybody's rights, even if they're like us or not. Everybody should have the freedom to believe what they want to believe, to worship their God, however they want to do that, it. But we have to have mean, freedom. That doesn't mean that you will agree 
to make it a legal thing to do. I mean, That's it right. just says that if you want to live that way, you can live that way. You know, people ask me about people who get married that are gay, and I said, that's up to them. They're the ones who got to stand in front of God at right. the end, not me. Just don't make me reco- free will. Just don't make me recognize it. Don't make me. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Ma- don't make me say that you got to be able to do it in my church. But the left yeah. will yeah. never you be should, satisfied right. and, and with and that. They, they will, will never no, no, be no, satisfied no, with no, that. No, no, they, they, The only way that they agree with with us is if we capitulate on every principle we right. hold and so dear. How, how long before it's going to be a felony for a church to to um, to shun individuals who are engaged in sexual immorality? It's already happening. You know that, Paul. That's All insane. right, we'll come Guys. back. We'll finish it up. Robert uh, Steinbach is here. You know, we've got R.D. Hopper here. We got uh, Paul Calvert here. It's the Dave Ellswick show here. On boy, did I say here enough? On 1011 <laughs> FM, the answer. Let's finish it up uh, for Monday with the uh, the power panel. You're listening to the Dave Ellswick Show here at 1011 FM, the answer. Paul Calvert's here. Sitting right across from me is uh, you know Mr. Hopper from uh, Sonny's. And then uh, sitting on phone in his luxurious mansion with all of his sled, with all with his with his uh ice cream well no he, yeah, did, do you got a, do you got one of those fourteen thousand dollar refrigerators robert i do not oh you don't you're not you're not eating ice cream in front of your refrigerator no i do have a big refrigerator that looks somewhat like the fourteen thousand dollar one but it costs less than the average refrigerator yeah in fact. i'm with you i'm with you but uh, Robert Steinbach is with us as well. He is a law professor over at the Bowen School of Law. His opinions are his and his alone and not necessarily those of the uh, of the, the school. In fact, I can almost tell you that they're not. <laughs> I can almost guarantee it. But anyway, he's with us uh, today as well. I'm having him on today. People are wondering, well, why was he on? Well, we're two people short on the power panel and... Robert won't be on with us Friday because I'm off that day. Mm. So for Thanksgiving, uh, you know, you know, because of Thanksgiving break. So I, I just knew that our listeners wanted to hear Robert, you know, sit and pinificate on some of this <laughs> stuff because because he's so astute, dude. I'm trying to give you all the, 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 the strokes <laughs> that he I can there? here. I'll take it. I, I just don't know who's going to talk next. Well, and another yeah, cool thing. So, so he's not only a, a law professor. He's all, you've also gotten your law license to practice. He can practice and, here. And, and you're, you're 007, right? That's right. My, my bar <laughs> number is 007. 007. He's got a license to kill. Uh, I, I, I think something that's come out of this, Robert, and you can tell me we, we brought it up, but I think we're realizing how important the state constitution is in a state. We live in a republic. We all carry, all of us carry around a copy of the Constitution of the United States of America in our trucks. We have one in our briefcase. We can refer to it. We know what the Tenth Amendment is. But, Robert, is is the state constitution just as important? Well, indeed, in many respects, it's more important. Right, because it's the exercise of what's called police powers. That's not exactly what the police do, although it relates to it. But it's the exercise of all of these powers over our everyday lives uh, that takes place at the state uh, that is regulated by the state constitution. Yes, and 
whenever it comes to a balance of powers, that constitution that we're talking, you're talking about being so important, it determines how much power the governor has, determines how much power the legislature has, it's supposed to, uh, and uh, can very much determine how much power the counties and the cities has. Correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why, for example, the statute is not constitutional, but the statute that is. Uh, the Freedom of Information Act here in Arkansas is so powerful because it's a state law that permeates all the way down from state government to local to city, etc. You know, county, city, everything. They're all bound by that law. If they'll follow it. Indeed. And that's why it's so important to litigate those cases. One of the reasons that I got admitted to the Arkansas bar is so that I could assist people more significantly with their Freedom of Information Act requests and their subsequent lawsuits when localities fail to comply. comply. Right. That's I had a student that worked at some group and some local police department refused to comply with a FOIA request. And so she consulted with me and she started the process, but the group didn't want to pursue it. And then after she stopped her internship at the group, she contacted me and said, well, I still want to pursue that. And so I helped her draft the letter. I think she copied me on that letter. Mm -hmm. uh, And I told her I would represent her if the police agency did not comply. And that time they complied. complied. And it's a it's a misdemeanor. Is it a class A misdemeanor to 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 refuse to comply? I forget which class it is, but it is a it's like it is actual, a misdemeanor. It's an actual crime to refuse. That's correct. Right. I That's correct. And someone was charged, a guy in North Little Rock, like the housing authority or something like that, was charged. He was ultimately acquitted. Right. And on his defense team was our good friend, Chris Corbett, oh, really? who's also uh, quite expert in That's the Freedom of Information Act. And a lot of the cases that I do on Freedom of Information Act, I do with Chris Corbett. Cool. Well, I tell you what, that's something after so many years of the Democrats being charged of the politics in the state of Arkansas, it's time for the Republicans to get that constitution out and to reel, reel back in some of the things that are in it and make sure there is a true balance of power. Put up or shut up. In the state of Arkansas. I'm going to mm-hmm. start using that term a lot, Robert. Put up or shut up. You know, you Amen. talk a good game, but you don't do anything. You know, talking gets you nothing. It's action that yeah, and, causes and, change. Know, and, I, and we understand that, that, you know, there's it can't happen overnight. But, you know, uh, at, at least make some progress and don't make it worse for crying out loud. And that, that's one of the things that's frustrating is sometimes we've got Republicans that are growing government. It, 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 they're, they're, they're promoting new licensing boards, maybe, or, or things of that nature. Make it smaller. Right, here, it. Here's what I'll tell you. If I ever run for governor, if I ever come up with, a, with just a, a free $3 million I can throw for a race, here's what I'll tell you. I will say that in the first 100 days of my administration, we would get rid of every law that's not necessary before we pass any new laws. How's that one for you, Robert? I love it. A, a big beer. Right. Huh? Thank Guys, you, Robert. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, Robert sir. Steinbach, R.D. Hopper. Paul Calvert, thank you, gentlemen, for the Power Panel. Talk to you next Monday. I'll see you tomorrow, 6 a.m. on the Dave Ellswick Show.